0: This is Rabbi Shammai Engelmayer, and welcome to this edition of Keep the Faith, my weekly podcast in which we explore contemporary issues through the prism of Jewish law and tradition. Today's topic, Mothers and America's Shame. The Torah portion last Shabbat included chapter 19 of the Book of Leviticus, Sefer Vayikra in Hebrew. That chapter began with these words, You shall be holy, for I, Adonai your God, am holy. The very next thing it says, the very first commandment it gives as part of the prescription for how to achieve holiness is this. You shall each revere his mother and his father. I, Adonai, am your God. Remember that in the so-called Ten Commandments, we're commanded to honor your father and your mother. Father came first in the Ten, but last week, mother came first. You shall each revere your mother and your father. This is the Torah's way of saying that mothers and fathers are equal in God's eyes. Mothers deserve to be honored the same way fathers are to be honored. Mothers deserve to be revered the same way fathers are to be revered. Both are equally deserving of the same level of respect. In America, however, it seems that mothers don't get that kind of respect, at least not in the corporate sense. We set aside a national day to celebrate mothers and Sunday is that day. But in truly substantive ways on a corporate level, we either ignore their needs or give those needs short shrift. One way in particular that we either ignore those needs or trivialize them is also the most frightening, seeing to it that women have healthy pregnancies and that they survive those pregnancies. Each year in the United States, As many as 900 women die from childbirth-related causes, and some 65,000 nearly die. According to a CDC report issued in January, a report that began to be issued routinely in 1986 but hadn't been released in over 10 years for whatever reason, according to that report, in 2018 there were 17.4 maternal deaths per 100,000 live births, meaning 658 women died in 2018. The figure includes deaths during pregnancy, at birth, or within the first 42 days after giving birth. That figure of 658 is flawed, but we'll get to that in a moment. How does that 658 figure compare to other countries? It compares very poorly indeed. In fact, for arguably the richest country in the world, it compares disgracefully. Based on statistics compiled by the World Health Organization, the United States ranks 55th. 55th when it comes to maternal death rates. We're just behind Russia with 17 deaths per 100,000 and just ahead of Ukraine with 19 deaths per 100,000. We rank 55th. There are 54 other countries who have better records protecting birthing mothers than we have. Women here are more than three times as likely as Canadian women and six times more likely than Scandinavian women to die from the start of pregnancy to one year after pregnancy ends. What turns a shameful statistic into a disgraceful one is that somewhere around 60%, 60% of these deaths in the United States are preventable, according to a CDC report issued last year. Eugene DeClark is a professor of community health sciences at Boston University School of Public Health. In analyzing the CDC report from January, He says that it gets even worse when you compare the United States to the nine other wealthiest industrialized countries. England, Germany, Canada, France, Australia, China, Japan, Italy, and India. In that comparison, the United States ranks dead last. It ranks 10th. 10th out of 10 countries. We're at the bottom of the list. As if that's not disgraceful enough, the picture is probably even worse than that because there are gaping holes in the CDC report. First, the report had several cutoff points. The first cutoff point was age. Women aged 44 and older weren't included in the CDC's survey. That cutoff point is surprising for a number of reasons, including the fact that women can give birth until they're 50 or 51 years old. That cutoff point also was surprising because according to that very same CDC study, the maternal mortality rate for women aged 40 and older, meaning aged 40 to 44, was 81.9 deaths per 100,000 live births, and that's 7.7 times higher than the rate for women under age 25. Consider how much higher that number would be if there was no cutoff and deaths of women from 44 to 51 were also included. The data show that beginning at age 35, the risks of a pregnancy related death rises with every year that goes by. If it's nearly eight times higher for women 40 to 44, how much higher than that is it from 44 to 51? There are other holes in the CDC report. It excluded women who died later than 42 days after giving birth. They too weren't counted, despite the fact that women die up to a year after giving birth, not just five weeks after. In fact, as many as 24% of pregnancy-related deaths in the United States, or nearly one out of every four, occur from 43 days after delivery to a full year. And guess who supplied that statistic only a year ago? The CDC itself. Factoring in just that statistic were up to 925 maternal deaths in 2018, not 658. But the CDC didn't factor it in despite the evidence it itself amassed. That's 925 deaths without factoring in the number of deaths of women 44 to 51. Also not counted in the new report were women with postpartum depression who died by suicide or drug overdoses, even though expert after expert says such deaths must be included because they also are birth-related. Also disgraceful is the racial disparity. Black women, the CDC report found, have way higher rates of death than other groups. 37.1 deaths per 100,000 live births or more than double the 14.7 deaths per 100,000 live births for white women, and more than three times higher than the 11.8 deaths per 100,000 among Hispanic women. We're not just talking about the poor. We're talking about women of every race and ethnicity, education, and income level in every part of the country. A list of expectant and new mothers who've died since 2011 includes teachers, insurance brokers, homeless women, journalists, administrators, and even doctors and nurses. These women died from various heart problems, from massive hemorrhaging, from blood clots, infections, and pregnancy-induced high blood pressure, and so forth. Many of them died days or weeks after leaving the hospital. There are a whole lot of reasons for this higher maternal mortality rate. The medical system in this country is in great part to blame. Mothers are sent home from the hospital much too quickly. Too many doctors are opting for C-sections over natural births, too often leading to more life-threatening complications, especially in older women. A woefully inadequate health care system that makes it harder for new mothers, especially those without good insurance, to get proper care both before birth and through the 12 months after birth. Then there's Medicaid. It pays for about 47% of births, but in too many states it only covers mothers for 60 days after giving birth. That's a major flaw given the fact that nearly one out of every four maternal deaths occurs after 60 days all the way up to a full year. Extending maternal coverage to a full year is essential, say the experts, and they've been saying it for quite a while, but the political will to do so is lacking. There's greater political will, at least on one side of the political divide, to bring an end to the Affordable Care Act, which would bring an end to almost all Medicaid funding for both mothers and infants. Considering that the infant mortality rate in the United States is about as low as it's ever been, thanks in no small part to Medicaid's funding, that in itself should be considered a crime in the making. We're supposed to be one nation under God, but God seems to have no influence when it comes to setting policy, whether at the government level or in the medical profession. To both, it's not the almighty, but the almighty buck that rules. We're seeing that now with the pandemic and the push to get the economy going. It's the scientists and medical professionals versus the almighty buck. Dr. Anthony Fauci put it bluntly on Cuomo primetime this week. It's a balancing act, he said, pointedly adding, How many deaths and how much suffering are you willing to accept to get back to what you want to be, some form of normality, sooner rather than later? In essence, that question was answered by our former governor here in New Jersey, Chris Christie, in a CNN interview with Dana Bash. There are going to be deaths, he said, and there are going to be deaths no matter what. When Bash asked him whether Americans would accept 3,000 deaths a day in order to reopen the economy, which is what even the White House projects, Christie quickly answered with, They're gonna have to. They're gonna have to. The first human to be created, as we understand humans, was a woman, and she was also the first human in the Torah to be given a name, Chava, Eve, meaning the mother of all the living, the Torah says. Adam, Adam, is not a name, it's just a word meaning human. The first man has no name, the first woman does, because she was a mother. The first human to give God a name in the Torah was a woman, Hagar. She also obeyed God and put up with the harsh treatment and insults from her mistress for the benefit of her son. The most selfless people in Bereshit, in Genesis, are not the patriarchs, but the women. Hagar and the matriarchs, Sarah, Rivka, Rachel, and Leah, and also Bilhah and Zilpah. They all sacrificed much for their children, and God's Torah honors them for it. Long before God ever speaks to Yitzhak, to Isaac, for example, he speaks to Rivka, to Rebecca. And as I noted at the beginning, the Torah goes out of its way to make sure we understand that mothers are on the same level as fathers. Liberals make big issues out of maternity leave and equal pay for equal work, but little was said by them about extending maternal health care until the Democratic primary race this year, and that happened only because the women in the race forced the issue onto the agenda. Conservatives, meanwhile, are out to cut all entitlements, regardless of what that would mean, to women, to children, or to anyone else. Every year in this country, as many as 900 women or more die from pregnancy or childbirth-related causes, and some 65,000 nearly die. The worst record of any developed country in the world, and even of many less developed ones. Remember, just by the CDC's numbers, we rank 55th. There are a whole lot of poorer, less developed countries doing better at protecting mothers than we are. If we truly want to celebrate mothers in America, we need to raise our voices as high as they can go so that our politicians can hear those voices, even if the health industry is deaf to them. This is Rabbi Shammai Engelmayer. I hope you come back for my next podcast. And I'd like to hear what you think about this and my other Keep the Faith podcasts. Go to www.shammai.org www.shammai.org and email me, please. Shabbat Shalom. Stay healthy. Stay safe. And remember to honor mothers, all mothers, on Mother's Day.